Attention SLPs and OTs with existing private practices. Are you ready to level up your private practice and your life and make this your breakthrough year? If so, join us for Make More in 2024, a free training offered on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern to discover how to shift from clinician to CEO. During the training, we'll talk about the importance of maximizing your income, adding revenue streams, setting up systems, and more so that you can ultimately work smarter and build a successful, sustainable, and sellable business. To sign up, just visit growyourprivatepractice.com backslash training. Don't miss the chance to learn how to effectively navigate the growth phase of the private practice journey. See you on the training. I'm Jenna Castro-Casbon, speech-language pathologist, business coach, and creator of the Start Your Private Practice system. And I'm on a mission to turn stuck SLPs into successful private practitioners. If you're tired of dealing with high productivity requirements, high caseload sizes, and low pay, it's time to take control of your professional, personal, and financial life and finally get the freedom, flexibility, and financial abundance that you deserve by working with private clients in your own practice. Join me here each week as I share tips, best practices, and inspirational interviews on the Private Practice Success Stories podcast. If you're a private practitioner or one in the making, you're in the right place, so let's get started. Ever wish that you could hear from students who have gone through the Start Your Private Practice program directly, their words, their experience, and their outcomes from being in the program? Today's episode is going to introduce you to five amazing Start Your Private Practice students. Ty Renee Jones, Emily McCullough, Hannah Hallideth, Ruth Maldonado, and Mira Raval Dieters. This is an incredible interview. These folks share some really personal challenges that they faced in their regular jobs, such as anxiety, depression, homophobia, burnout, ADHD, and imposter syndrome. But the cool thing is, private practice helped them cope with it and become stronger and more successful as a result. Hannah shares how private practice gave her her spark back. Ty shares how she's made more money in the first three months of this year than in all of last year through her private practice. Mira shares how she and her husband are planning for an amazing vacation thanks to her private practice earnings. Ruth shares how she started her private practice in one city and then moved and is now seeing new clients in her new location as well as old clients via telepractice. And Emily shares how being in private practice helped her live more authentically. This is a powerful panel interview that originally aired as part of our most recent private practice bootcamp event, but it was so amazing, I wanted you to hear it too. If you love an underdog, a success story, and to hear amazing obstacles that real life people have overcome, this episode is going to blow you away. All of these START students had the same fears, doubts, and hesitations about private practice as you do, but they decided to go for it, to invest in themselves, and to join the Start Your Private Practice program and create a new life and future for themselves and their family. And I can't wait to introduce you to them. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here with members of the Start Your Private Practice program. We have an awesome array of students who are working with different populations. Some of them are still working full-time in their jobs and have clients on the side. Others of them are working like fully for themselves. We've got a mix of private pay, insurance, all kinds of other scenarios. And so what I thought I want, what I want to do is have everyone kind of tell their story. And so how I'd like to start is could everyone just kind of really briefly um, introduce themselves, just share like your name, your location, and the name of your private practice. Let's start with that. Um, Hannah, can you go first? Yes. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I'm Hannah Hallidith, and I am in Massachusetts, and I'm a pediatric SLP, and my private practice is called Always Belong Therapy. 
I love that. Awesome. And Hannah, you joined during the last boot camp. Hannah was a boot camper from the January boot camp. So I'm sure all of y'all are eager to hear how Hannah is doing just a couple months later. All right, cool. Let's move on to Ty. Hi, I am Ty Jones. And as you can see, I wrote it in here. <laughs> um, I am the owner of Mirror Me Therapy. I am located in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. We have several Texans on tonight. The other question, actually, I'm going to ask Ty, um, just because it's on my mind. Ty, what is your current situation in terms of like working and seeing private clients? Well, I work a lot. I actually am <laughs> full-time in the schools. I work for the public school system, but I also work part-time for myself. And honestly, that's a whole nother full-time job. And we're going to talk about probably how many clients I have later, but I have a lot. She has a lot, but guess what, y'all? She's making bank and she's going to talk about that too. Okay, cool. Um, how about we're going to skip down to Ruth. Ruth, can you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. So I'm Ruth Maldonado, and uh, the name of my practice is Be Brave Speech Therapy, and I am located in Southern California, North County, San Diego. Love it. And Ruth has been on the podcast, and so people may know Ruth. Ruth, can you tell everyone a little bit about your current private practice situation, like maybe what you used to do and what you're doing now? Sure. So like Ty, I used to be a full-time SLP in the school districts, and just last year I quit. And I decided to go all in to my private practice Ooh. and I relocated it from a new city, from where I used to live to a new city. And so now I'm just kind of working for myself full time, marketing, making posts, visiting so many places. And it's a full time job, but I love it. And I'm still seeing clients that um, from my old place, from my old city via teletherapy. So um, it's great. I love working for myself. And I just loved the program and how it helped me get there. And Ruth has to leave early tonight. Everyone tell Ruth, tell everyone rather, <laughs> why do you have to leave early? I have to leave early because I have a client. I have a teletherapy client at 630. And one of the reasons some people might say, oh, that's late. But you know what? That's flexible scheduling. And I accommodate to my clients. And so that is my last session of the day. And I don't have kids and it works out perfect for me and so and for the client. So and it's teletherapy. So honestly, I just log in and then I log out and then I have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. And you're also newly married. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right. Let's um let's introduce Mira. Hi, my name is Mira Ravel. Um you may I'll put Dieters in parentheses. I haven't officially changed my last name. It'll be in the works sometime later this year. I'm in Houston, yay, Texas. And the name of my business is Super Speech Solutions. And yes, I've been on the podcast. And maybe some of you have heard it. Hopefully, if not, I encourage you to listen. It's uh, especially talks about marketing in a big city. Houston is very large. If I remember correctly, it's, I think, the fourth largest city. And uh, just for the record, I'm private pay only, and I just signed client number 12 on today, actually, starting next week. Awesome. I love it. And and y'all, Mira is one of the people who are in the student group who do such a great job of, like, sharing what she's doing and also, like, building community, right? Like, Mira, you're, you're one of the people who would get, like, the number one cheerleader award in terms of... <laughs> Yeah. Well, not just cheerleader, but like, let's say like community builder, right? Because also for like, there's a, a decent amount of people from Texas in the program and actually on tonight's panel as well. And so the group really, the student group really embodies this idea of collaboration. And so we have people sharing referrals with each other and all mm -hmm. kinds of other stuff. But we'll talk about that when we talk about um, what the group is like. Our next guest um, is Emily. Emily, introduce yourself. I'm Emily McCullough, and I'm also in Texas. I'm in Austin, and the name of my practice is Parade Pediatric Speech Therapy, and I am 100% teletherapy, pediatric practice, and also private pay. And I agree with what you said about Mira, you know, group, but also just the Facebook group in general, the whole, um, the community vibe of it. It's, I mean, of course, we'll talk more about all of that, but um, it's been so supportive. Yeah. One of the things, um, Emily was also a guest on the podcast. And one of the things I remember, Emily, that you said is that telepractice is like 
very conducive to to your life and what you want to be able to do. I know that there are a lot of people who are interested in doing telepractice and especially private pay telepractice. Can you tell folks like what is it like to have a private pay telepractice based private practice? It's great. Um, the first thing I come to, um, I, you know, I got into tell, I've been interested in teletherapy since like 2017 and I just, you know, this is kind of this people, you know, probably resonate with some of you out there, but I interviewed with some of the big companies and the salaries or the hourly rate was so low, you know, and I'm like, Hey, I've been doing this for 10 years and I've been in the schools and, you know, and it just didn't make sense to me. Um, so I didn't really jump on it then because I just couldn't do the rates that they were giving me. And then I ended up going into like a private practice but in person, you know, before the, and then I got back into teletherapy and I'm like, you know, oh, I really want to do teletherapy. And it's like, I think I may have to do my own practice. Um, and, you know, with the pandemic, even though I was doing it before, I did end up doing some telepractice before the pandemic privately through another um, place. But I just, it became more, you know, more people were doing it and there were more materials and everything just kind of rolled. And then I was like, hey, maybe I should actually, if I want to do teletherapy, you know, and also be in control of my life and all of this stuff, this might be the time to do it. Um, so yeah, October, 2020, which was kind of right in the middle of when the pandemic was kind of starting is when I started my business. Um, so yeah, it's great. Um, it's great. There's still a need, you know, things are going back in person, but I see people all over the state. So people are searching, you know, searching for this. So yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. I, I love that. And to do with like the teletherapy thing, I like to, um, earlier Ruth said, right. That she moved and was able to see people in the place where she moved from, right? Now, now Ruth, I'm pretty sure you move still within California, right? That's correct. But there, there's other people who move from like, I don't know, California to Missouri or something, right? And so as long as you have licenses in multiple states, that you can be seeing people in multiple states. And so that's a, that's a really cool thing. Um, I want to go back to Hannah, who we started with. Hannah started, um, she joined Start Your Private Practice in January. And Hannah, you made a post today, I think it was today in the, in the student group, that was awesome. Can you share some of the things that you shared today in your post? Well, thank you. And also I'd like to say that I said my business name wrong. So I made it last, last month. So we're still practicing saying it right and we're not flawless. So, you know, just more practice, but it's always belong communication therapy. So we get the ABC there. But today I posted that I got my, well, this is kind of accumulation of the last couple of weeks, but I had opened a business bank account. I published my first draft of my website um, and got some good feedback on it from all of our members. So I really appreciate that anybody who, um, who took a look over there and then responded back to me. And I also got my contact information um, set up for my business. So that was through Google voice and that's free. And in the website package that I got comes with a free email that goes right to my, um, domain name. So that's one of those things that like, I feel like the, the world we're living in right now, is like, you have to have a website and you have to have an official email or else people think that you're just like a mystery business that doesn't exist and they don't want to come see you. So um, those are some of the things that I feel like that I use as a gauge of how do I vet somebody that I'm going to seek a service in and then thinking about how to make sure that I check all of those boxes for other people too. Yeah, I love that. And I'm assuming like that you use the checklist and you're just kind of oh, yes. my go-to and like I'm moving all my X's onto, onto my um, PDFs and things like that. And, and I am neurodivergent. I have ADHD. So structure is really what I need. And then that's what has been, you know, essential from Jenna's program and all of the people that are that are in it is that they, you know, hold you accountable if you, that's something that you're asking for. And then the community is just wonderful to like cheer you on when you feel like you're like, oh, maybe this is just a little thing. And they're like, this is a big deal. <laughs> so that's been nice. Yeah. It's really nice to have people to support you. Right. As well as like, you know, sometimes like, you know, people might get their first client and then that first client no shows. Right. And then they're like totally bummed. Right. So 
we obviously like help we cheer people on through through happy situations but every now and then someone has something that's you know a real bummer and we also help people through that right hannah i really liked how you mentioned that and how like the being organized and having the checklist really helped you right because i think that that that's like my intent is to have things organized and like the type a people right where are my type a people on the panel okay got a couple where are my type beers Oh, I'm type B with type A aspirations. <laughs> You're right. So it's good for everybody, right? No matter, you know, which kind of category you fall into or somewhere in between, it really is nice to stay organized and stay moving forward, right? That's my big like thing is that I don't want anyone to stay stuck. And that's one of the things that happens all the time is that people like maybe they start to do a couple things on their practice. They like Google things. They go look on Facebook groups. And then they get stuck. And some people have been stuck trying to get this thing started for like a couple of years when like literally it's all laid out. All you have to do, it's like, you know, follow a recipe, paint by number, just do the steps, right? And Hannah's a great example of someone who just did the steps. She's making progress. And I'm proud of you, girl. Thank you. And I saw a comment. Somebody asked how or how long ago I joined. I joined in January. So it's only been a couple months. And things can move fast if you want them to. Or, you know, one of my girlfriends just messaged me and was like, I didn't know you were here and I bought this program, but then I got pregnant. So, you know, she's holding off, but it's all, it's like, choose your own adventure, right? That's what you've said, Jenna. So it's for anybody that, you know, you want to invest in yourself and this is what you feel like is right for you. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Um, okay. Question for Ty. Ty, what kinds of clients are you seeing through your practice? So I am a pediatric therapist. 90% of my kiddos are between two and three. I know, and I have them after school. I know it's kind of crazy, but uh, most of my kids are two and three. I have a few older kids, but yeah, most of them are little babies. I love it. And where have you found your clients? Because I know that's something that some people who are like thinking about joining the program, thinking about private practice are like, but where would I get clients? Crazy and oddly enough, through this program, we have the Texas group and Mira has helped like she shoots out people all the time. Everybody in the group shoots out people like, hey, this is in my area. And Houston is so big that there is enough for everybody. Um, we're all spread apart. Uh, so I've gotten clients from there. Honestly, word of mouth has been the biggest thing. If you do well by one parent, they they will shout you out to the rooftops. One of the things that was in your group, you said to go into a mommy group. Honestly, I did not put myself in the mommy group. They put me in there and it has been crazy. They always there. They're like, well, Ty is like the best therapist ever. And I'm like, oh, like, thank you. I'll, I'll go in and I'll look and I'm like, oh, people are shouting me out. Um, I leave my cards um, everywhere, anywhere, <laughs> anywhere I can. Um, and mostly, like I told you guys earlier, I leave my cards at the daycare and I say, you know, hey, if, if a parent, you know, is concerned and I literally left them on the desk and the mom called me yesterday and said, oh, I saw your card sitting on the on the um, and when I when I was checking my child out and I wanted to know how are you affiliated with the daycare? And I said, I'm not. However, I can see your child here. And she was like, oh, that's so great. And so I have a new kid that's starting tomorrow. I love it. We, that's so awesome. Right. And y'all heard what, what Ty said about like getting clients at a daycare, right? So for those of you who want to do pediatric populations, that's another really popular way that our students are getting clients is through daycares, like in their area. And one of the mentors, Amanda Madrowski, that's a huge way that she has built her caseload. And so she is always posting tidbits about like, you know, what she says, like what kind of things she leaves, like how she's kind of building those caseloads either with screenings or with other kind of things. And so it's really cool to have like the mentors also sharing what they're doing in their practices, you know, so that our students can learn it and implement it. Right. And so that's totally awesome. Like someone just said, that's awesome, Ty. Totally agree. <laughs> My next question is for Ruth. Ruth, can you share what kind of clients that you work with and whether you do um, evaluations or individual therapy or a mix or something else? Sure. So I work with, let's see, I have a couple of clients that are EI. 
and then some that are school age. So mix of both EI and school age. And I love it. So I have, like I said, I was always a school SLP. So I really like that school age range. But I mean, I think like four or five years ago, I dipped into early intervention companies. And so I went and did that that in the homes. And so I really love working with the littles as well. I just completed like a specialization just a couple weeks ago for more um, parent coaching to add that on as a service. And so I really love everything I learned and like, I'm excited to offer that to more clients. So yeah. And then I do evaluations as well as therapy in person, as well as in my, I have a home office, so it's a different way. So I could do in home, I could do at my home office or I could do in daycare. So I have lined up to one daycare next week where I'm going to do some screenings. And there's five classrooms of like 25 kids. So it's like, I'm not, there's a lot. So we're waiting for consent forms to see like how many sign up. And then two weeks I have another daycare. And then a couple of weeks after I have another one. So I've been busy and I'm excited that, you know, hopefully that will bring in new clients to this area. I love that. My other question um, for you is like, you moved to a new area, right? Yeah. How has it been like kind of creating your network, like in a new area and referrals in a new area? Yeah, that's a really good question. And honestly, like I, I don't know, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't had the program to begin with. So I remember that the possibility of moving was always in the cards if I got married, which I got married because my husband was down here. And so I did end up moving. Um, it was always scary because I was like, oh, I'm already starting. I have momentum. I'm going there and now I have to move. But I had the backbone of the work that I had already done. And so it wasn't as scary starting over. You know, I already had those checklists. I knew that I had to get a DBA. I knew what a DBA was. I knew where to go for my business license. I knew how to, you know, reconfigure things on my website and things that I didn't know. I just asked again in the group, or I revisited those modules that I had done like a year or two ago, instead of asking, cause I knew it was going to be in there. And half the time I asked a question, I'm like, Oh, I found my answer already. Cause it was already in there. So I think the modules definitely helped to revisit them as well as the Facebook group. So my, when I always tell people about the program is that my favorite thing is that Facebook group, because it is just a supportive community and it always has answers to like my questions that I ask, So someone's always willing to answer something and provide some feedback that I wouldn't have thought of before. Like, I think this week I asked a question and Mira gave me an answer that I hadn't thought of before because I'm trying to market, you know, for Facebook groups and stuff like that. And I always have intro posts, but I never thought about posting like a normal post that I do on my other channels, which I did that today and got lots of feedback from it. So I implemented it really quickly, you know, things that I don't think of. So that for me is the number one thing that I loved about the program. And moving was not as hard as I thought, just, you know, had to do those businessy things that you have to learn and take care of. And yeah, so I'm happy. I'm happy with the situation. And, you know, hopefully I've I've actually something that I started doing today was looking back at those other Facebook groups that I had joined for my previous area and still trying to reach out to tap into that community to see if I could still see some clients via teletherapy that way. So trying lots of creative avenues. (laughs) You're licensed in California, right? So like, why not like, you know, continue to see people in other states, right? That's something that Emily says, is it, you know, seeing people all across Texas. So I love that. A question did come in, Ruth, about how old are the kids that you're seeing via telepractice? Um, the youngest that I have right now is three, awesome. but I'm more than happy. Hopefully I get some two-year-olds because I am into this parent coaching now and I'm excited to try it because before it used to scare me. Like it used to be like mm, parent coaching. How could I do that? But all you need to do is really just take some classes and like get really comfortable with it. And like, I feel like just with three-year-old, I'm already implementing strategies that I've learned. And by that, I took the Hannah and it takes two to talk. So it was, a, it was an investment, a huge investment, which I was able to pay for with money from my private practice. And it wasn't as like, before I would have been like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. You know, it's like, but before I was like, well, the practice can pay for it because I've built up enough money to do that. So it's 
really handy and beneficial. I love that so much. And like, thanks for talking about the the group and like how much value you've been able to get from that. The other thing I want to say um, before we move on to Mira, and at some point, Ruth, if you have to run to see your client, like, thank you for being here um, and everything else. But I also wanted to say like what you said about revisiting the program, like a year or two after you joined, right? Like that's one of the things that I think is really important is that people have unlimited access to the program. So they can always go revisit mm -hmm. stuff early on. And there's some people who might never do that, right? Because they've moved on, they've, you know, they've started to grow their practice. They don't need the stuff in module one or two anymore, but like Ruth moved. And so all of a sudden the stuff that was, you know, in module two was relevant to her again. And so that's one of the reasons why I want to make sure that this program is available for people either for situations like that, or sometimes people have to take a break, right? Sometimes people join the program, they have the best of intentions, but then like, you know, they get sick or they've got, you know, they have a baby or, so, you know, something goes on and they have to take a little bit of a break, but like, I'm not going anywhere. And so, you know, I want to make sure that everyone knows that you'll be supported kind of no matter how long it takes you to get through the program. So I want to say something really quick, Jenna, especially for those people who are like, I feel like there's lots of people who are just like kind of on the fence and just kind of just lurking and just in that maybe the general, your general big uh, private practice group, because I was always in that first before I joined. Um, and I never, I never felt like I was ready enough. But at some point, I felt like I just had to go for it, you know? So I feel like there is always a lot of those questions. But I, I do feel strongly that when you have like a, a good supportive community and all the, the different tools that you provide, that you're able to take that leap, you know, and actually, you know, join the program and get going. And even if you don't join right away or you join, but you don't get started right away, it's always there for you. Because I had to, you know, I joined and I couldn't get started right away but it was there for me when I needed it to finally start. I, I love you. And, but also I love that you said that because I think that it's really important too, for people to know that whole thing about just like kind of that confidence comes with time and comes with doing. And a lot of people are sitting there probably thinking like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. But like at some point you just have to decide that you're going to do it. Right. Because people can wait for a long time and confidence doesn't come with waiting. Like you don't get confident by like learning about things or like thinking about it or time, like confidence comes with doing. And so that's one of the things that we also really, you know, want our students to be action takers, right? Like you're, you're a business owner, right? So we teach you like the steps to get started, but you have to be the one to do it and we'll totally support you through the process. But the thing that's really cool is to see the action taker posts, right? Where people are like, I did this and this happened, right? And then that's when we get all kinds of celebration and like gifs and all kinds of other stuff. And so that's, uh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to, I have a question for Mira, which, um, Natalie Bowman asked, which is, like, I was just looking at that question and I was like, man, I need to answer that. <laughs> yeah. So, so talk about being in a saturated market, right? Like, and that's something that you talked about on your podcast, but share for yes. other people who maybe live in a bigger city who are worried about the competition. Like, how do you get around that? So first of all, I just want to shout out to you because I think you're incredible. We have not met in person, but I'm convinced, convinced, literally convinced that one of the reasons you are placed on this earth is to help all of us do the dang thing, as I want to say, which I think I'm quoting Claudia in the group or one of the other mentors. I'm not really sure. Uh, but going back to Natalie's question, number one, please listen to my podcast. Jenna is brilliant. She asked me the right questions and perhaps that led me to the right answers. Um, but like I mentioned before, I'm in Houston. Uh, Houston is huge. I've grown up here my whole life. It's what, the fourth largest uh, city in the whole country. You know, I will say that some of the things I've heard for parents re from parents recently, I talked to one mom today. She's ready to pay me out of pocket. Well, number one, because I specialize in autism and she's looking for that. But number two, she told me there are wait lists everywhere. Houston's a huge city. Again, I'm stressing that there are wait lists everywhere. She is not the first mom or dad to tell me that. Um, I will also say that uh, aside from that, specializations can make you stand out. Like I mentioned, I specialize in autism. I'm actually specifically in some autism support groups on Facebook. That's actually how I connected with the mom I spoke to earlier today. 
Um, other than that, people are looking for convenience. I call myself, you know, I, I say that I have a mobile office. I prefer to say that than, oh, I don't have a physical office location. Well, that sounds sucky. I mean, you know, whatever. Position yourself so that someone wants to sign up for you if they have the financial means, okay? Realize that everyone doesn't have the financial means. You don't want to be for everyone. But also tell people about super bills. Tell people, you know, they can pay you with HSA, FSA cards. I have a parent who's doing that right now. Uh, give them all the information that, you know, will position you in a good place. Like I said, you say you're a mobile office. This mom told me I don't have time to take my son somewhere. She's a small business owner as well. Mom has her own salon and she's already told me. I'll be here for the first visit when you come on Monday, but then my teenage daughter will be with my son. That's fine. You know, I also told her, hey, I'll communicate with you every single session, whether you're there or not. I've now had multiple parents tell me, Miss Mira, I don't hear anything about speech therapy in school. I don't know what my child is doing. And one mom signed up with me because she doesn't even like the child's therapist. And she's like, I don't even trust the data he's giving me now. Time, you know, we know that's not the case. You work in schools, of course, you're brilliant. But unfortunately, there are some people, you know, who maybe are not doing their job or they just haven't connected with the parent, etc. So, anyways, all that to say, there are tons of people who will seek you out. Um, for me personally, I get the majority, 99% of my clients off of Facebook. After that, I would say the Nextdoor app and most recently word of mouth. Um, I've now started going into two different schools. I've had directors refer to me because they both personally know me now. I had another mom. Actually, here's something super cool. There's one mom I talked to at this private school and I hadn't even started seeing her daughter. We just had a great phone conversation. And lo and behold, she referred another mom to me whose son also goes to the same school. And it turns out they're best friends. They live on the same street. and they're, you know, the the boy and I think the little girl I'm working with, her older sister, they're in the same class. So again, you can have one phone conversation, connect with one parent. And she referred me even before I'd met her in person. And now I have four kids at two different schools. At the other school I'm talking about, the direct, director referred me and gave my information to the parent. Then he contacted me and loved the fact that I could see his son at school. So again, it's the convenience. Who wants to sit there and drive in traffic? And parents are busy. They have way a lot of stuff going on. And you're absolutely right. People are looking for convenience, right? Especially in this like kind of post-ish COVID world, right? We, people have gotten used to like convenience and they want to be, after being so inconvenienced in lots of ways, right? Anything yeah. that can be made more convenient like people are totally about that. Right. And I liked what you said about positioning your practice and like letting people know like that you're a specialist and that you have certain populations that you work with. And like, that's how you differentiate yourself. And so the next person I would like to ask about that is Emily. So Emily, can you share a little bit about like how you've differentiated yourself as a clinician and as a private practitioner? So I really, one part of starting my private practice was that I wanted to do teletherapy and I wanted to get paid my worth for that. But the other piece of that is that as a queer speech therapist working in pediatrics, it's always been really tricky um, for me. That'll, it's probably a really positive word to use, but it's been really hard for me to figure out the coming out process um, with, you know, staff sometimes is fine, but then like, I've never really been feel super comfortable coming out to clients, especially in different places, you know, different settings. And so it just got really tiring. And I just felt like, I just don't want to make these decisions anymore. So I feel like, what if I just put it out there on my website and said, you know, this is me, I have a wife, you know, these are my values. Um, this is what I believe in. And then if you're looking for something like that, or if you're cool with that, or, you know, whatever, like, great, we don't, you know, this is kind of already out there in the universe. And so that was a big motivator for me. So kind of leading with my values, because I kind of always felt like I had to keep it quiet. And like, we don't talk about that and all this stuff. And so it's like, okay, you know, that's not healthy for me. And so now I've been really able to be more authentic in my work, like talk about my wife sometimes, or if someone asks me like, oh, what'd you do over the weekend? You know, I'm not like, ooh, am I going to talk about my wife? Am I not going to talk about, you know, the whole thing. So it's been great for me personally. And it's also led me to start really thinking about my therapy practices and thinking about creating a safe space for everyone. So really 
learning more about anti-racism, learning more about neurodiversity affirming practices, like how are the things that I learned in grad school, are are these things harmful to kids? Like what is beneficial? What could be harmful? Like how can we really, how can I really support kids and families to show up authentically and feel safe um, in doing that? And so that was just a really big, big thing for me. And so I think that, you know, that's just what I lead with. And I am getting calls for people that are looking for that type of service. I'm getting calls for people that maybe they saw it on there on my website. Maybe they didn't, I don't know, but they're cool. And they're just like, okay, yeah, I want to sign up with you, you know, but it's like, it's out there. And so I just feel um, very empowered to be able to be a gay person working in pediatrics and I'm out, you know, once you're out on the web, it's like, you're out. So like, I'm, (laughs) you know, I came out in a big way and um, I really thank Jenna a lot for personally and also just the program for supporting me. Yeah. What you're saying is true for a lot of our students, right? A lot of our students have been working in either like schools or hospitals or just sort of like institutions that haven't really supported them and they haven't felt part of the community. They haven't felt supported. And so like some people are like, you know, I'm going to go do my own thing. Like if I can't work within this system, I'm going to go create my own system. Right. And so I think that that's part of the thing that I also just like empower people to do is to to create your own practice, like because you want to, because you're feeling like, you know, what's happening isn't good enough for the clients that you're seeing. It's not good enough for you. And so like go out there and like create something. Right that works for you and your clients so that you'll be happy so that they'll be happy and make progress and all of those kind of other things. So the next question I'm going to open up to everybody, which is what has being in private practice allowed you to do? Okay. I'm definitely ready to answer that. I would say freedom with my schedule. Um, To be honest, I feel like, yeah, I had that before. I was actually working as an independent contractor for a long time. Um, I had a boss that was at the same company for almost 10 years, actually. So very long time. Uh, But now it's like I don't have to tell anyone except my, you know, the parents I work with. So, you know, I've had some different things happen. Like my dad, um, on a personal note, my dad, you know, successfully had a surgery a couple months ago. Uh, But I was comfortable sharing, you know, with parents. Hey, this is the reason I need to be out and I need to switch people around. They were all so nice so accommodating. I hope your dad's okay. You know, I think what Emily is saying is true in the sense that I feel like I can be more myself. Like I feel like before, I don't know, at my old job, I wouldn't have felt comfortable sharing something personal. And now I'm like, no, I think it's fine. Like everybody has family obligations and things going on. And I, and I, I want to applaud her for sharing that because I really think your values can come through and uh, show, you know, what you stand for as a business owner. And honestly, I just thought about that right now. Um, besides that, I would say the financial ability to pay for things you haven't really thought about or thought that you needed or just emergencies that come up. You know, unfortunately, um, our dog was recently sick a couple of months ago, and we all know that vet bills are not cheap and uh, we have pet insurance. And even then it was like, I don't know, you have to meet the deductible. It's like having regular human insurance. Apparently it can help, I think, up to a certain extent. But anyhow. Yeah, the business ate up that cost. And, you know, I didn't have to think twice about it. And we're also going on vacation in a couple of weeks. And again, didn't have to think too much about, oh, the business can pay for that. That's an owner's draw. So it's really nice to be able to have that flexibility and, you know, not wonder, hey, how am I going to pay for that? Where's that money coming from? Um, And besides that, also recently in the past few months, and uh, for anyone who's listening, my business um, started actually almost at the same time as Emily's. So I was established in November 2020. So we're talking, I've been around a little bit more than a year, which is not a very long time. I will emphasize that I have bought three standardized tests. Okay. We all know they're not cheap. They're all at least four or $500. I just ate up the cost for one for an evaluation I have on Monday. I didn't think twice about it, even paid for the expedited shipping. Um, and by the way, Jenna talks about this a lot in the course for those of you who sign up, which I know you will. I'm sure there's some of you. Um, but there are a lot of things you can um, put down in terms of taxes. Like we were doing our taxes recently, sending them to our accountant. And there's so much you did, can deduct. I mean, if, wow, it's great. I mean, we deduct our office space from home, Internet. I mean, 
all kinds of therapy materials. I um, shout out to Claudia. I actually work for her part time, run my business part time. So um, the business ate up the cost of, you know, me getting licensed in Indiana and that's tax deductible as well. Uh, you know, I mean, there, there's just so many things. I mean, I could go on and on, you know, I could literally go on forever, but those are the things that stand out the most to me in terms of what I can do now that I feel like I couldn't do before not being a private practice owner slash business owner. Ah, I love that. I love that you talked about like some personal stuff, some financial stuff. Um, before we came on, Ty, you shared something that was kind of cool that you were able to achieve as a financial kind of a uh, big win for you. Would you mind sharing that? Yes. So I've been in business also for a year. And the first year, I mean, it was tough. And I think because I have a full-time job. So it's just kind of like, you know, we, I love the course because you can take your time. And through working with my day job, you know, it just took some time to get things picked up and marketing and all that. And so my first year, I mean, I didn't make that much money, you know, and I was like, well, I mean, it was enough. Right. But I mean, we're three months into this first year and I've already made the amount that I made in a whole year last year. I mean, it's crazy because we've we've finally gotten comfortable enough that we're like, oh, okay, now we can do these things. And that is like we're we're literally looking for a house. And everybody knows if you're in Texas right now, the housing market is freaking insane if they're the houses are so expensive but like we can pay for one right now we can buy one um all from this so yeah and i'm and i honestly i'm only working part-time so think about if i was doing this full-time i actually have 14 kids that i'm seeing which i feel like is a full-time job trust me <laughs> but uh yeah i got all this from this from this course. And honestly, I wanted to say this earlier and I know this is kind of off topic, but I was so afraid, like so afraid to step out on my own. It took me literally what nine years because that was like, nine years to figure this out. And I've always wanted to do this. And one of my really good friends is in this group and she she shouted it out like, oh, I started my own practice. And I like sent her an email like, hey girl, how did you do it? And I literally, I remember, I don't know if Jenna remembers this. I was all in her inbox like, so how does this work again? How do we figure this out? And I literally signed up like in two days. I haven't looked back since. So yeah, just saying. So, I mean, it's been one of like the biggest like life-changing things for us. And we honestly just feel comfortable finally. Like I feel comfortable in what we're doing. So I'm very grateful for the program. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And a couple people are asking about like kind of what your schedule is like. One of the things I'm going to have you answer that in a second, but mm -hmm. one of the things that a lot of times people do is they kind of recognize that this is going to be a busier season of life, right? That there's just kind of different seasons of life. And sometimes you have to like have a busier season in order to set yourself up for things being a little bit slower, right? And so um, I shared with the group, you know, what kind of my schedule was like when I had a, a part, a full-time job and a part-time private practice. But can you share for people who are wondering how you see 14 people a week, kind of what does that look like? Well, I'll say this first of all, I'm also queer. My wife takes care of everything. Let me tell you, she does the back end of all things and she got on the course and she's like, okay, we got to do this, 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 and this. And now we have a system where she, we, we have it down to like a science. And it's so cool when we now get a client, I talk to them, she talks to them afterwards, she gets them on the schedule, she does all the back end things, which makes life so much easier. And I'm sure for everybody else on this panel, I mean, if you're doing like, if you're doing it by yourself, it's hard, it's a lot of work. So I've hired her to help me. So that's one of the things that's helped me balance my life. And now mind you, it, you know, we, we talk about business 24 seven, but this is our life and this is what we love. So basically my schedule looks like this. <laughs> I work from seven to three. And I'm, I mean, some days, you know, I'll, I'll work to like three 30. I see two kids every evening and sometimes three. Um, I'm actually in an entrepreneur class on Mondays, which my job has given me half a day. So I've taken like that time to see other kids and that time. <laughs> and then on Saturdays, I have five kids on Saturday. So yeah, it just works out. And honestly, it's very busy, but honestly, I would not have it any other way. Um, like today I saw three kids. I was able to squeeze in 
whatever it takes, honestly, for us to to have a happy life. I do plan on in this next year going part time at my at the school, trying to transition out because I mean we are growing, and I'm so yeah. We're 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 trying. It's it is a balance, and my my wife has made it much easier to take on. <laughs> I love that. And I think that's, it's so important to have support, right? So whether it's a spouse, whether it's a parent, a best friend, like another SLP or OT, you know, somebody, it really is nice to have, you know, support of someone who's like kind of helping get you going. And no matter what, you're also going to get a ton of support in the Facebook group. So that's really, really important. Um, Hannah, I know that you're just getting up and running here. But what is something that you are really looking forward to being able to do with your private practice, either income or flexibility or that kind of thing? Well, I appreciate that question, but I do have a little bit that I'd like to say about the last one is what it's what it's brought for me. And honestly, I've I had I had a lot of trouble with burnout. I know that was something that you discussed earlier this week and the prospect of owning my own private practice and building this with your program has brought my spark back. It's brought back the joy and enthusiasm and the entire reason of why I wanted to be a professional. And I know that it's not just SLPs, it's OTs, it's psych, it's everybody that like is on the earth right now, pretty much. And, you know, talking about how to attract the right people and you know feel comfortable in that and like being authentic it's like that's all in module three like it's all there and it it helps me feel like i'm expanding myself i'm growing as like i'm learning all of these things and it's not to say that you know all of you folks listening can't do this without her, but like your time's valuable. Your energy is valuable. And, you know, living your best life as quickly as possible, that's worth, you know, whatever it takes to get you to do that and to, to feel comfortable and to, you know, be tag team with your partner and going through the hard stuff because you know it's worth it and you're worth it. I love how you said um, like that you're worth it, right? That it's worth it and you're worth it. And I think that's one of the things that sometimes people get a little bit of nervous about is the whole idea of investing in yourself, right? You know, as speech pathologists and occupational therapists, like, you know, we invested in grad school. We invested like a pile of money in grad school, right? And, you know, some people are still paying for grad school, right? And private practice is also a way to, to, start to pay back those student loans versus waiting until you've paid off your loans to start your practice, right? Which some people think that that's what you have to do. We obviously teach another way. But I also just, I just liked how you said about the whole thing about investing in yourself and that how valuable your time is, right? Because you're right, you probably could figure this out on your own with like a million Google searches and looking in some Facebook groups but like you're not maybe going to get the order right. Like there's a certain order that these things need to happen in. And there was a way to do it quickly and to do it like without stress and to have people that you can ask questions of who are going to give you the right answers. So, so Hannah, thank you for, for sharing that. I also love what you said about burnout and feeling like you have your spark back. Y'all, Hannah's young, right? She, I want you to be in this field for a long time. Yeah, I'm 26 and it was, it was tough. and you know, I'm in a couple different groups on Facebook and speech, speech pathologists at large. It's all the time is, is people like, I'm thinking of something else. I want to go somewhere else. And actually I haven't been in one, thankfully, but there are entire groups of what to do with your education. And that's, it hurts me because it's like, you've tried so hard to do this. You've worked so hard. It's like finding the right way. And with start your own private practice. It's like you can build whatever the right thing is for you. Yes. And you're building it, Hannah. You're building it right now. And I, I love it. Um, Emily, can you share something that, that private practice has allowed you to do? Wow. Um, I just really love what Hannah said too. So I'm like thinking about it. Um, yeah, I, you know, 
telepractice for me um, allows me to be home and kind of like in a safe space, like um, not having to be on the road. You know, there's just a lot of things that I realized that felt kind of chaotic to me. Um, and I didn't realize that until I kind of stayed put. And so um, it just really allows me to have that flexibility too. like Ruth said, you know, she's going to log off and then eat dinner, you know, like those kind of things where, um, you know, I'll see a kid, see a few kids. And then I have like a two hour break. So then I can do some laundry, walk the dog, you know, who knows, um, <laughs> sometimes writing a report, but you know, I have that freedom. And I was just thinking this morning, I'm like, I just can do whatever I want. Like no one is telling me, okay, your report is due or this, you know, IP meeting or whatever. Like, I just was like, wow, I really like this. Like I have a couple reports to write and I want to write them because I want to do my best and I, I want to have these clients. And I, you know, it's just this, it's like when you're working for yourself, it just like, like um, Hannah said, you know, my spark, I was completely burned out. I was in the group, one of those groups that was like, what else can you do? Like that was like Google all day. I was like, what, what else can I do with this degree? Because I cannot do this anymore. And I mean, I really never thought I would be sitting here on this panel with a private practice or anything like this. And that's just amazing. So um, I just feel like I got my passion back. Like I want to do the reports. I want, I mean, no, it sounds like cheesy, right? Like who wants to write reports? But like, seriously, like I, I feel it because I'm investing in myself. Like the report that I write reflects my practice. And then if that family gets something out of it, then they're going to be like, okay, I understood this or whatever. All the interactions that I have are coming back to me as an investment instead of it's going to someone else's practice or they're taking a cut or I'm trying to fit in with a school culture that I don't really know. You know, like it just feels like it's, I'm able to invest in myself, which hopefully doesn't sound narcissistic, but I'm just saying <laughs> in a good way, like, you know, like, I think I, all these years I've been like, well, I shouldn't and I have to help. And well, it's fine if I have to like eat in this weird closet or do therapy out of like the stage of the gym and or whatever, you know, like you just do it because that's what you're so you have to do. And you have to do those things. And there's not the money and there's not the budgets for us to have office offices. And I get that. But I think I was in such a like deficit, like, well, I can't private pay. Nobody's going to pay me like the real the rate. You know, and then you start looking up like what insurance is charging and stuff. And it's like, oh, they're charging that. Okay, well, interesting. You know, and my confidence has grown where I'm like, wait a minute. No, I actually have been doing these same services. I just haven't been getting the full rate because the school's been taking it and other clinics been taking it. You know, so my mindset around money too has, um, and just being a woman and being empowered to have my own business and know that I deserve to get paid what I'm worth has been a big thing too of the program. And I appreciate Jenna's very pro, you know, supporting women, supporting us to be confident in, you know, even raising our rates, which I haven't done yet. I'm terrified, you know, and I've been here for what it's been almost, it'll be two years in October. And I'm like, all right, Emily, you've got to raise your rates, you know, like at some point. So I'm getting there, but just stuff like that, where there's just this community that is very positive and everybody's cheering for you. And it's just, it's been, I think, Ty, said like life-changing, you know, it really has for me too. Love that, right? Like, I just love seeing like, cause I, I was there when each of you started your practices. Like, I remember all that. And I remember some of those early posts, like you, y'all should go back in the group and look at some of the first things that you posted. Right. And then you're like, oh, look, you know, baby Ty, like, it's like so much fun. Right. But like, it's, it truly is fun. And one of the, the best, like the highlights of my day is when students get their first client they fill out a survey where they they say, how long did it take? They say, how did they get their first client? And that literally comes to my personal email. And I get almost a message a day, like almost one student a day in the program is getting their first client. And so I love reading the story. I love reading how the whole thing went down. And people are so excited, right? And like, once you get that first client, it's like kind of like you get bitten by the bug, right? And like, you just want to keep going. And then you're up to three and then five and then 14 and 12, right? It really is um, pretty cool. So we have a couple minutes left. If we could all go around, if y'all could just kind of say something to people listening who are kind of on the fence about joining the program, what would you tell them that like either you would have needed to hear or what was it for you that allowed yourself to be like, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, so who would like to start? 
I'll start. So one interesting thing about me, and I'm sure I must have mentioned this early on in the group, is I never thought I was going to be a business owner, never had plans to be a business owner. I did not sail through getting my master's thinking, oh, I'm signing up for that someday. For me, it was like, nope, I'm always going to work for someone. I'll have that work balance. That's all great. Well, then COVID hit and I was like, man, I really like working from home. Teletherapy is so fun. And then very similar to what Emily was saying just a couple of minutes ago, teletherapy companies don't want to pay us what we're worth. They want to pay us peanuts. It's like we didn't go and do all that school for nothing. So I realized, well, you know, if I really want to do this and get paid what I'm worth, and uh, thankfully I have many family members who are supportive who had actually told me a long time ago, start your own business, get paid what you're worth. And for me, that was just the time where I said, and I'm one of those people, if I decide I'm going to do it, I go all in. And when I say I go all in, I'm not joking. Literally, when I signed up in November 2020 for Jenna's course, I had just gotten engaged. We were going to start looking for a house and I still had a full-time job and I just quit that job last summer. And uh, now when I think back at it, I'm like, how did I manage all that? Uh, I don't know. But my point in saying all of that is it's possible no matter where you're at in life. And if you really want to do it, just go for it. There's never going to be a right time. There's never going to be a convenient time. You can always convince yourself it's not a good time, but sometimes you just have to suck it up and do it. And I had no idea I would be where I'm at now, you know, similar to what Ty was saying with financial goals. I mean, I looked at how much the business made last year. And this year, in the first couple of months of the year, we haven't obviously even finished into April, but from January through March, I have gotten, you know, through the business. And now because we're actually making money and we're way past startup costs, the business has actually made quite a bit of money. I mean, I don't think we've ever felt this good financially between my husband and I. It's just really nice to have that, really nice to have that success. And things go do go up and down. But right now... In the month of March, the business made more than it's ever made. I mean, we hit some large, large goals. So it's very exciting. And um, I was telling my mom the other day, I see my parents every week. By the way, that's another side note. Nice thing about having a mobile office. Uh, my old childhood room at home becomes my office every Thursday. I have lunch with my parents. But I was just telling them the other day that I feel so incredibly fulfilled where I'm at right now in my career versus any other job I've had before. So to me, it has been incredibly worth it to start my own business. And I'm just very, very happy where I'm at and extremely grateful for Jenna, all of the other mentors and all of the large support that I get from everyone in the group. So I highly, highly encourage anyone who's even on the fence to just say, now is going to be the time I'm going to go for it in 2022. And I'll be one of those people on the panel trying to uh, support other people, you know, go after it once it's their time. Yes. Yeah. Anyone who's watching, I would love for you to be my next case study, right? I, so Hannah, she joined in January at the last boot camp, right? And so you boot campers here, like when we do this again, like later this year, maybe one of you could be on the panel just like Hannah has been. I love it. All right. Um, the rest of y'all, what could you share to people who are on the fence and kind of thinking about whether or not to join? Do it scared. So that came up in some of the talks in the videos and audio that I've that I've heard through here. And it's like, yeah, you can ask everybody what they think and you can, you know, lay out all of your options. But like Ruth said earlier, it's like you're never going to really feel absolutely ready. You know if this is right for you and you will be received with so much love if you choose this, but you just have to take that first step. And I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I know what that feels like. I know that it's scary. I know that like, oh, but what if I don't make the right move or what if, you know, this is the wrong choice? But you're here for a reason right? You've joined this boot camp for a reason. And I got so, so much out of it in just five days that I am so confident that you have too. And you get what you put in. And everybody in this group and in this program is pouring into each other. And if you feel like I need practice 
you know, standing up for myself. I need practice investing in myself. I need practice just taking time for me and figuring out like what is right, what's not right. There is a team of people, a paid team and an unpaid team behind you to support you in that practice. And by the time you're, you know, a year out, whatever, I'm thinking that I'm going to be doing a good job of doing that on my own. But I mean, other folks tell me on the panel, what do you think? Do you feel like, you know, that progression has manifested, I guess? Yeah. And we see it every day, right? We see people who have made a huge progression. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, we're all just going to continue to evolve and and get better and everything else. So, um, okay, Ty or Emily, whoever wants to go, message okay. to those on the fence. Okay. I mean, all, everything has already been said pretty much, but I will say this, like, I'm a person who has like serious anxiety. Like I stress and worry about everything. Like, honestly, my wife will tell you guys, like, in order for me to make a big decision, I have to sit on it and talk about it. And I drive her almost freaking insane um, thinking about these decisions. But this was one decision that I didn't have to think on um, because it's something that I love. And just like Hannah said before, like, I love my this career so, so, so much that I was actually getting tired and I'm still at the schools and I'm, I'm exhausted from the schools. But just like Hannah said, I love, I absolutely love having this on my own. And it's something I look forward to when I get off from my day job, I can say, man, like I get to see the kids that actually like they come up to me and they love me and their parents love me and they give me the energy and the fuel that I need. And this course is giving me that, right? Like I wouldn't have had this if I didn't go through this. And just like Hannah said, the the this <laughs> the network of people that you get out of this. I've met my BB, which is Mira. She's my she's my business best friend. We we call each other all the time and we talk about things and we can vent to each other. I mean, all of this has just opened up so many doors. So I mean, if you're on the fence, like honestly, there's nothing to hold you back but yourself at this point keep pushing (laughs) i love that i love that and someone just said thank you for being so open about your anxiety too right so i think that that's y'all have all done a great job about being super open about like you know who you are and what you've you know been dealing with but still able to be a private practitioner no matter what um emily what would you give for parting words of wisdom for people who are on the fence yeah i loved everything that everyone said i think the big thing that I keep thinking about is like, if you're sitting there thinking, I, that's not me, like they're doing it. They have some special something that I don't have. Like you may not be, if you're not thinking that I'm very happy for you because that means you're confident and you (laughs) believe in yourself. But I have struggled with that. Um, and, and just thinking like, well, I don't know, I don't have business experience like me, like, how could I do, you know, this is like Jenna's this rock star person. Like she's doing all this stuff. Like I'm, I don't know. I don't have any of that experience. You know, do you, I just, there's so many think voices in my head, just kind of saying like, well, you, it's not for you. Like, what do you think you're trying to do? You know, and that's not healthy clearly and, you know, working on it, but, um, <laughs> but like, I do feel like we are told, you know, society quite a bit, you know, in a lot of ways. And this profession is such a helping profession that I don't know. I just don't know that we're built up in this way um, of like, yeah, you can open your practice. And I think Jenna, that's one of the things that you had said in a podcast. I don't know when it, what it was, but it was like, maybe it was Instagram, but it was like, you want private practice to be as common, commonly talked about in our field as psychology. Because when you meet a psychologist, the first thing you probably think is like, oh, they probably have their own private practice. But if you meet a speech therapist, that's like not the case. It's kind of like, oh, you're an outlier. Or like, oh, you started your practice or you have this big building with like 10 therapists, you know, and it's like, that's what I always thought too. I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to hire people and all this stuff. And it just, you know, there's a different way to do it. There's so many ways to do it. And that's the benefit too, of being in a group with so many different people that are doing it different ways, teletherapy, you know, traveling to homes, you know, in clinics, um, you know, a mix, you know, there's just, you don't have to have this big clinic. Um, people are hiring people, which is great because, you know, they want to. And then some people are like, no, I don't want to hire people. You know, it's just, there's a variety. So that really opened my eyes to like, wait, I, okay, maybe I can do this. Like, you know, and the program is just so laid out to where, it's like, if you follow it, 
you're going to start. I mean, and that's the thing, like I would not have started. Like I just kept thinking like, well, I, I, I think I did a, one of your trainings and I was like, I'll wait till the next round. I don't know, you know, and then unlike Ty, like I was on the fence. I was very much on the fence about this decision. Um, but once I just said, yes, I'm going to do this. And I joined, I, it's just like, I can't even remember what came before that. Like, I just haven't looked back and it's just been one of the best experiences and most supportive. So I would say if you're feeling like it's not for you or you're just not sure, um, I just know that you're not going to be disappointed for sure. Love it. What a great note to end on, right? Thank you all so much, you know, for sharing your stories, for sharing your experiences. You know, I don't know if y'all were able to see the comments, but people are just in awe with, you know, how your progress and like, you know, your honesty and all those kind of other things. So like, these are real people, y'all, who are in the program. Like, these are the kind of people that you're going to get to hang out with as a student in Start Your Private Practice. And so, you know, come join us, right? We're a fun crew. We're a nice crew. We're a supportive and collaborative crew who can't wait to support you on your private practice journey. So thank you everyone who's listening for being here. Thank you to our panelists. And um, I hope everyone uh, makes a good decision for them, right? And of course, we would love to be able to support you through the program. If you have questions, reach out to me, reach out to Elise Mitchell. She's answering tons of questions for people or we'll see you in the Facebook group. So bye everybody, have a good night. Wow, what did you think of those stories? Powerful, huh? I hope that as you listen to their stories, you saw yourself in various aspects of their lives and see how they've been bettered by being in private practice, how they took a chance on themselves and on me and how it worked out and it gave them the future they needed, whether they were seeking freedom, flexibility, fulfillment, or financial independence. These are the kind of people that the Start Your Private Practice program attracts. There have been over 2,000 SLPs and OTs who have gone through our program. They started as regular clinicians, and now they are successful private practitioners. Making the decision to start a private practice is a big decision, but it could also be your best decision. I cannot wait to help you start your private practice. Well, this episode might be over, but we don't have to say goodbye. Head on over to independentclinician.com for resources that will help you at each stage of your private practice journey. If you're on Instagram, let's connect. Follow me and send me a DM. I'm at independent clinician. And if you're on Facebook, make sure that you join the SLP and OT Private Practice Beginners Facebook group. All right, off to help more regular SLPs and OTs become successful private practitioners. Let me know if I can help you too.